The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now on that same day when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. When they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still looking sad. Then one of them whose name was Cleopas answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? And they replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since all these things took place. Moreover, some of our, the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and they found the 11 and their companions gathered and they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Praise to you O Christ. Grace and peace to you 
Some time ago, I discovered a podcast published by Our State Magazine called Away Message. A Greensboro reporter travels all over the state sharing the stories of places that are off the beaten path. And in the finale from the first season recorded three years ago, he walked from his house out in Guilford County to his office in downtown Greensboro. And as he walked, he recorded the people he met and the conversations he had and how different his 14 mile commute sounds, sounded and looked compared to the short drive he usually took to get to his office. As I was imagining the two disciples walking to Emmaus some seven miles from Jerusalem, I remembered that reporter and his story. And I also realized that his story and the story of the disciples and our story today are all one. The Ingalls in Kings Mountain, Klein's Nursery up Falston Road or Crest High School are all just a little less than seven miles from the church sanctuary. It isn't like walking this journey of discipleship is taking us to far away places. It isn't like we're beginning a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. We are in familiar territory. And yet we are on the road, on the way with Jesus. And especially right now, our lives look and feel and sound different than they have in the past. It's easy to recognize the holy when we are on mountaintops or in sacred spaces like our sanctuary or we are celebrating the passion of the Christ during Holy Week. But as the disciples in Luke's gospel discover, when we are in familiar or unremarkable surroundings, it can be a whole lot more difficult. Jesus invites the travelers into conversation. His question to them is literally, what words have you been tossing back and forth? Isn't that so much of what our conversation feels like these days? Words tossed back and forth from the news to us, from us to a friend, and then back to the news. The disciples are trying to get at the heart of the matter to make sense of the cross. And sadly, they are unable to sort it out. I confess that I don't like the next bit of our gospel story. It sounds to me like Jesus is scolding the disciples and then lecturing them, showing them where they had missed the signs in scripture that point to him being the Messiah and how they had forgotten his own words foretelling his death and his resurrection. I'll be honest, I like the Jesus who eats with his friends and heals the sick more than this one. 
But then I remember John's gospel, where the gospel writer tells us, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus tells the truth. In Luther's words, he calls a thing what it is. When my eyes are clouded and I cannot see the way, I am grateful Jesus is there to set me straight. And the disciples don't seem bothered by this talking to. In fact, when it looks like Jesus is going to leave them and continue on, they urge him to stay with him with them. Last summer, when I went on my silent retreat, I discovered an icon, a religious image of Mary that called her the untire of knots. And I wonder if that isn't how the disciples felt listening to Jesus. Instead of feeling scolded or lectured, Perhaps listening to him helped unknot or untie what the psalmist calls the cords of death and the anguish of the grave. And then when Jesus was at the table with them and took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, their eyes were opened. And they remembered how their hearts had burned within them as he had spoken about all these things. With perfect hindsight, they recognized they had been in the presence of the holy. We're not participating in the sacrament of Holy Communion or the table while we are apart. But later in worship, I will invite you into spiritual communion, a practice of prayer shared by our full communion partners in the Episcopal Church. And in the absence of physical wine and bread, broken, blessed, and given, where else may our eyes be open to see the holy in our midst? Certainly with the psalmist, we can begin with words of thanksgiving and praise. We first call on the name of the Lord because we know God's promises to us. And then we call on the name of the Lord again as we experience the freedom of being rescued from sin and death and loved by God. The freedom to have our eyes opened to all that is holy. Where else may we not merely glimpse Jesus, 
but listen to God's word and pay attention to where God is being revealed. Perhaps it's in a conversation with a neighbor that would have been missed if you both got into your cars and left the house each day. Or it's in sharing a Zoom Bible study with a friend from across the state. Or it's in slowing down to look around you and notice when your heart is burning. Where have you experienced joy this week? The questions I leave for you on this third Sunday of Easter are when have you experienced the peace of knowing God is with you? And what is a gift that you have received during this time of worshiping from home? Let us pray. Redeeming God, we give thanks for your only son made known to us in the breaking of the bread. Close to your heart, he brings grace and truth to us all. Open our eyes and hearts to your love and forgiveness and make us aware of your holy presence with us. May your grace sustain us as we follow Jesus. We pray in your holy name. Amen.